3: How you doing, everybody? I'm Ken Bikoff, and welcome to the Pigs Podcast. We have a big show today, and we should because it's a big week for the Indiana Hoosier football team. Indiana heads to Nebraska sitting at 5-2 in a game that the line has moved back and forth on this one, folks. This is a game that Indiana is going to have every opportunity to win if they know how to uh, if they play the way we know how they could play. They showed a lot at Maryland in picking up a win um, without playing their best football and and dealing with a, a backup quarterback and not really running the ball all that well, having a defense that didn't play fantastic but made plays down the stretch. All of that taught Indiana how to win on the road this year in a tight game. This Nebraska team is uh, going to be a challenge, uh, but I do think Indiana has a legitimate shot to to win this thing, and uh, it, it's going to be a battle. And that's especially if Indiana comes out and plays with intensity and plays like like we've seen them play through stretches this year. Of course, there's continuing uh, to be a question about whether or not Michael Penix is going to be at the quarterback position. We're going to have more on that. But we've got a lot of people to hear from, including head coach Tom Allen, defensive coordinator Kane Womack, Peyton Ramsey. Uh, We're going to be hearing from Nick Westbrook. We're going to be hearing some from Marcelino Ball. There's a lot to get through. On this show, this is a football team that's very focused. Sits five and two for the this early in the season for the first time since they started five and one in 2007. That game came down to uh, that season came down to some wins later in the year. Indiana with this road trip to Nebraska and then a home game against Northwestern. Indiana Indiana has an opportunity right now to get to be bowl eligible before they get to their next bye week. They could become bowl eligible this week against, North, uh, against Nebraska. But before we get into anything else, let's talk to Tom Allen or hear from Tom Allen during his weekly press conference at Memorial Stadium on Monday.
0: Good afternoon. Just uh, had a good morning with our team and uh, really proud of the way they performed on Saturday. Thought it was uh, just a great way to, to finish to find a way to, to win an important road game in conference play. At, at, uh, um, anytime you go on the road, it's just uh, you know difficult. So we didn't play our best, but I thought we did a lot of good things, a lot of things to build off of for sure. But just the, the ability to, um, to finish, to have our defense on the field, um, as I said earlier, um, to be able to be the reason why the game closed the way it did kind of be put back out there twice um, and uh, but then challenge our offense about finishing you know we get that that first fumble that uh, Jawan Burgess creates and get the ball in great position and you want to go in there and score a touchdown and it's uh, still defense had to come out and, and still had to finish but uh, bottom line is 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 it was complete team effort our guys uh had some guys dinged up, and O-line was, was shuffled around a little bit, but still was able to rush for almost 200 yards. And Stevie went over 100, six yards of carry for him, and saw he ran really, really hard protected the football. Did a lot of great things. Played two different quarterbacks, obviously, and both of them played well. And uh, Peyton being able to throw for almost 200 yards and being 20 for 27 and just being really sharp and being prepared to, to do what he did was, was uh, very uh, encouraging. And... Uh, just even the, in the special teams, they had a really, really good return game that I was very concerned about, and, and being able to contain Leak, I thought was critical, and, and, uh, and then they had zero punt return yards. So just a lot of pause, had zero penalties on, on special teams, which has been a big focus. So those are things that we have told our team, that, that uh, that's how you have to, to function to win on the road and to be able to be, play a clean game in those areas. And just thought our coaching staff made some good adjustments at halftime defensively. Our defense uh, uh, gave up two big plays throughout the game that that were costly, but um, in the second half really really shut them down and made some good adjustments at halftime. So so uh, appreciate the work that our defensive staff, Coach Womack's leadership there, and and then Coach DeBoer offensively come up with a good plan. Got off to a fast start, two touchdowns first two drives, and and uh, just being able to keep the pressure on. The, the touchdown before half was huge, uh, great momentum, awesome play by uh, Nick Westbrook. He had six catches and played really, really well. So uh, proud of our guys, but uh, really challenged them and, and went through the film and to, to focus on the areas that we have to to really um, hone in on to continue to grow as a football team. But anytime you can go on the road and get that kind of win the way that it happened, it helps your your team grow and develop the belief and confidence into what we're doing. And just the, the weight room, the strength that they feel, the workout again today, just continue the, just the momentum that we're building in there and uh, being able to um, do a good job of finding a way to, to win a game on the road, which is which is critical. So really, uh, really proud of our guys, but have to continue to stay focused on the details. That's where we have to really, I think, fine tune everything that we're doing and just keep getting better. And then uh, because of all that players of the game, um, Stevie Scott and uh, Peyton Ramsey were both high, highly, uh, uh, achieving guy, but Peyton Ramsey's the one that we chose to go with for the offensive player of the game, uh, just because of the ability for him to execute at a high level coming off the bench like he did. And uh, defensively, a couple guys that stuck out to me and our staff, Joan Burgess and Reese Taylor, defensive players of the game, two critical takeaways, but it was just—it was bigger than that. It was the way they played the entire game, their, their mindset throughout practice all week long, the way they prepared, uh, just everything is continuing to be on an incline for both of those guys in the secondary. Logan Justice is our special teams player of the game, two key field goals that were the difference in the game points-wise. Continues to be very steady for us and do a great job um, throughout the week. Defensive scout of the week, Christian Love. And uh, offensive scout of the week, Deshaun Brown and Tim Weaver. And then special team scout of the week, Joseph Daniels. So um, felt like that we had a very good week of preparation. Um, still did not feel like that we executed at the, at the level we need to consistently throughout the game. But at the same time, as we mentioned, um, the guys were able to bow up, find a way to win, and then have a great celebrated locker room, which is a, always a great thing to experience. So. Proud of our guys. Questions?
5: The offensive line in particular, I think we asked you about it Saturday, but as you're able to kind of go back and look at how Matt Bedford's grown mm-hmm. and how Simon Stepanak handles moving over to the left side for I think maybe the first time in his career, at least as a starter, mm-hmm. Harry obviously going to center and McKenzie coming in almost from the cold, just how impressed were you with the way that those guys
0: played? Very. You know, and I have to tribute to them and to Coach Hiller and the job that he does. And um, I thought those three guys you mentioned, you know, we obviously had three different positions there affected uh, by having Harry move to center and then moving Simon to left guard and, and then McKenzie playing right. So just thought Matthew continues to progress. Um, but he really saw those big runs that Stevie was having there in the second half and and uh, was was him just caving in the the offensive the defensive line and just creating a lot of movement and I thought our thought tight ends blocked well on several of those is, is also but but uh you know harry had you know did a great job snapping the football that's that's a dynamic that you forget about until you get a bad snap and uh so he did a great job with the snaps and then uh, um just he, he's a good center he really is he's got a good base to him he's strong he's smart and so hadn't had a lot of reps there but i will say this we um we kind of probably got into we were two full weeks into the camp and and I just said okay guys it's time for us to shuffle the O-line and let's get Harriet Center and let's get guys shuffled around a little bit play some different spots and uh, we played even played coy at guard I mean just tried to get guys different we did it for several practices in a row and I think that really paid off for us yes you know this past game Uh, just because knowing look looking forward that you just never know what may happen to the offensive line and having guys that can play multiple spots uh, helps them for their future because that's what the NFL is looking for—guys that have that versatility to play multiple positions because of the, the, uh, the number of linemen they have on their roster and how many they carry to a game each week. So that's a you know a big selling point for our guys is in their development and what they want for their future. So, but Coach Hill did a great job of that. So I just really really proud of our line. The guy keep getting better, um, but uh, I feel like that uh, you know expect to get Hunter back this week. He he was he warmed up and we went through it and they had the discussion about it. You know. Possibly, he probably could have gone, you know, but uh, hadn't got a lot of reps. Um, and so we felt you know, if we could just hold him for one more week and, 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 and be able to still get what we want, then it, and I think it served itself well there because now he should be fully recovered here by the time we get to, to Saturday. He'll be practicing with us this week and, and uh, got off to a good start today. So should get him back and, and get those guys back to their normal spots. Okay.
6: Uh, coach, in, in regards to Reese Taylor um, and, and the play that he made at the end of the game, there, you know, you've said in the past that he's he's been taking the defensive back position in stride. But when he was such a successful quarterback, at Ben Davis, and then he came over and um, just to make a play like that in a game like that, what does that say about his development? And did you say anything specifically to him regarding that situation? Uh,
0: well, maybe? man, I, after I gave him a huge hug, man, I. Uh, um... Just so proud of him, you know, and he's such a great person, works so hard. And I know he's been frustrated because of the injuries and hasn't been out there uh, like he wanted to be because of that. And uh, but now he's gotten back and, and, um, and showed up on special teams last week and now on defense. And and uh, but, you know, that's that's the ball savviness that he has, you know, and just being a former offensive player, you know, specifically a quarterback and being able to, you know, finished the play you know it's a little probably tougher catch than it looks you know but it was overthrown but it was overthrown because of the the rover doing his job and taking away that seam route uh, by the vertical number two and he's an overlap player in that coverage and that's what he, he did exactly what he was supposed to do so you get rewarded for being in the right place at the right time but he's a he's an excellent football player and one of our best athletes without question so I just can I just see him continuing to grow in his his uh, you know performance and and execution and just being comfortable out there at corner but uh, he's one of our you know elite players in my mind in terms of quickness and change of direction and and he's, he's got a toughness to him he'll tackle uh, even though he's not the biggest guy but uh, um, just a really really good football player so Awesome for him. So proud of him, and happy for him to have that opportunity. And, and he he uh, he came through for his team. It was awesome.
4: Coach, uh, I know last week you mentioned uh, early into the end the season you checked on Stevie when he was when things weren't going all mm-hmm. good, and He told you he was fine, <laughs> uh, but talk a little bit just big picture with this offense as a whole when you get as much out of them as you've been getting now these
0: last three four weeks well you know first of all with with Stevie's situation you know i i i did check on him but i mean he was almost kind of like coach man I'm, i'm good you know don't worry about me but uh he's still you know, he's only a sophomore and, and he had a, a you know such a big freshman year that i just wanted to make sure he was keeping everything in in check you know and having the right mindset and don't want to assume things you know and and uh, sometimes guys may look that way on the outside but you, you want to give an opportunity to to sit down with you face to face and talk it through so but he's been awesome he understands and and uh it's been neat to see him rewarded for that patience, you know, and uh, he's catching the ball out of the backfield. He's running the football. He's, you know, and, and Kalen does a tremendous job. He, I look at all, all the different guys that are catching balls and and, uh, you know, WAP only had two catches in this game, but uh, he's had a whole bunch in the last couple. And, and uh, but uh, other guys stepped up and had big games as well. And they, they several times had him bracketed, you know, but you can't. You know, you do that to one guy, it's going to create opportunities for, for a guy like Nick, and 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 he took advantage of it. And, and Peyton Hendershot had a bunch of catches again. I think he had six. So you know, just you know, being a, a a bunch of individuals that care more about the team is what we have on offense, and we talked about that this morning as well. You know, and just guys the way our offense can distribute the football and O-line is really kind of coming into their own and, 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 just need to see them respond, as I already mentioned with having some new guys in there and, and playing some different positions and, and uh, playing two different quarterbacks and, and both of them playing extremely high level and very efficient and effective. And, and so to me, that's uh tribute to, to coach DeBoer and, and his system and, 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 and uh, which has become our system, you know, but I did let him come in and, and, and implement what, what he knew and believed in. And, and, uh, we've, it's become ours, you know, and our, all the coaches on that side of the ball, it's, it's now what we do. And so, but I think it's a, it's a great fit for our guys and, and uh, they have really, um, you know, are, are starting to get into a rhythm and a groove of, of understanding the reads just sitting through all the meetings again this morning with offense and, and, and watching the film together with, with the, the players and the staff and, and the coaches there. They're just, just a need to see that confidence growing, you know, and, and understanding where, you know, the ball needs to go each time and everything up front. And, and uh, so it's just it's really, uh, you know, at the, at the right time you know, coming together and, and they need to play at a high level this point in the season and, and they are. And so to be able to to continue to do that is going to be critical for our future success. So just really proud of uh, that side of the ball, but we, gotta, we, gotta, we do got to finish. We, we needed to finish that game off. We needed to put that team away there in the second half and, and uh, not make it come down to the final series. But uh, it did and, and uh, we responded.
3: Next up, let's hear from defensive coordinator Kane Womack. Looking back on uh, this last
6: week's win, obviously. I uh, thought it was just a, uh, a great win for our team, and, and be able to uh, go into an environment uh, on a road game in the Big Ten and find a way to win a close game was something that was really critical for our team. I thought defensively we did two things that we have not Uh, been able to do yet, uh, and that was very important for for a young defense. The first thing was we found a way to make adjustments uh, in the second half of a game and kind of flip the script in terms of the production that Maryland was able to have offensively. I, I do credit them. We came out and kind of totally flipped the script on what they did uh, in in the past, really kind of came out with a different offense, different formations, different plays out of those formations, and uh, things that we had not prepared for all week long and had not seen on film. They did a really nice job of coming out there and doing some of those things, but probably as different as I've ever seen a team uh, from the four games that they had previously to what they showed up with on game day. Thought thought. We did some really nice things to adjust to that as the game went on, certainly by the second half. uh, Just credit to our coaching staff and our players to get on the same page about the way uh, we adjusted in that game, and I thought our guys did a really nice job of that. That's something that we have not had to face and have not done to this point. that being said, on top of that, uh, being able to finish a game and kind of put it on our shoulders to finish a game to create two takeaways at the end there was really critical for a young defense's confidence and the way that we were able to go out there and finish a game off. I mean, even three weeks ago, you know, we weren't able to do that against Michigan State and uh, thought that our guys needed that. As, as much as I would have liked to have not made that a close game at the very end there, um, I think it will pay dividends down the road because we need to figure out, we need to learn how to win tight games. We set our keys to victory. The first thing was to elevate your focus and your physicality. Our defense played at a very extreme, extremely hard, and physical level. Although their focus, I thought, when when Maryland showed us things that we had not prepared for and we were not ready for. Uh, there are some things that I think if the, our guys would have just locked back into their keys in the in the first quarter, uh, excuse me, in the first half of the game, thought we would have done a better job of just executing uh, and not giving them some cheap plays, really. They kind of got some big ones of things that we just didn't execute well enough, even though they kind of flipped the script uh, in, in what they had shown in the past. We wanted to create 10-plus game changers. We were one shy of that. We got nine, uh, obviously, the... The highlights of those were creating some sacks on second down to get them into third and long situations, as well as the two takeaways at the end of the game inside of five minutes. Just tremendous effort by both Juwan Burgess and Reese Taylor to get those, uh, create those takeaways, something that we have not done enough of defensively. So for us to step up and do it in that critical situation was really was really important for us. And then, lastly, to win the situational downs, thought we did a good job in the second half on third downs. The third downs in the first half, uh, they continued to stay on. Uh, you know, they got we got them to second and long, and then they would hit us for you know seven, eight yards on a play and get to third and two. And that's what uh, I thought. If if we had got them to third and four plus situations like we did in the second half, I thought we could have been even better there. Although uh, I thought our third down defense was pretty solid. Um, outside of a a third and 17 at the end of the game where we just got to execute uh, and do a much better job. Uh, We knew that play was coming. We were getting ready for it, and uh, we just did not execute well enough on on that third and 17. That was an opportunity to to kind of finish off the game, and we didn't do that in that situation. And then that led to their only scoring drive in the second half. You know, you take that third and 17 play away, and then you take the little stutter and go with the tight end that they had. And that was, I think, 75, 76 yards offense. Outside of that, I think they had 70 total yards in the second half. So can't take those things away. But again, just the level of execution and our guys being able to adjust was really important for us defensively. As you look forward, uh, getting ready for Nebraska. Um, obviously, it'd be exciting to go into uh, an environment uh, that they, their fans, and and their university has been able to create. Uh, my dad. I uh, had the opportunity back in Southern Miss uh, when he was the defense coordinator at Southern Miss to go there, I think it was 1999, and uh, said it was one of the most fun environments he ever got to coach in. Now he held them to 168 yards a year after they had won a national championship, so I think that was part of it. Uh, but, uh, but certainly a, a neat environment uh, to be able to, for our guys to go play in. Um, I think this. The, for us, the focus just has to be completely on us, the getting better every single day, focusing on your keys. And we were able to show our guys in the first half of the Maryland game, if you'll just focus in on your keys and not let the momentum of the game affect the way that you produce and the way that you execute, um, I think that, to me, has to be, is, is the next step for us to become the defense that we want to be.
3: Alright, now on to the players. We're going to start on the defensive side of the ball with Husky linebacker Marcelino Ball. Ball is a guy that uh, had a huge sack in the fourth quarter of last game. He's somebody who's played a lot of football, been in a lot of big uh, environments. He sounds like the, like the Hoosiers are ready to take on Nebraska and to, to, to take the lessons that they've learned to this point in the season going forward.
5: Second half of that game Saturday, I think it's only 144 yards allowed, seven points. You really limited leaks, explosiveness in particular. What were the adjustments that just allowed you guys to to keep Maryland a lot more in check after halftime?
1: Just our uh, details and discipline. Uh, We had to uh, pick it up in that department. And I feel like that's the reason why we executed more in the second half than the first.
5: Coach Allen suggested post-game that part of it too was Maryland threw some stuff at you guys that they hadn't done at all like at all this year. Some stuff you just needed to be able to regroup and adjust to at halftime. What does it say about this defense that you can make those adjustments in a short space of time and change kind of the, the course of the game like that?
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it was it was it was it was good for us to you know just pick up what they was giving us and. Um, um, you know, execute and, uh, you know, get the calls in and, and, and know our, understand our and make plays. So that was good to, although, you know, with we practiced for them to do, they didn't do. Um, we still did what we had to do to get the dub.
3: You have those situations where you guys haven't always finished, and you finish this game off uh, just fine. So now, what lessons do you think that you could take out of this Maryland game that's going to allow you guys to to just do a better job of finishing
1: when you go forward? Uh, just making plays, executing in, in, in situations, uh, offense, defense, special teams. Um, just making that those key plays, um, small details. It's the biggest thing.
2: Just kind of following up on that, you guys are 5-2 and two at this point. Is it hard to kind of you know, keep the thought of you where know, one win out of a bowl game out of your head, or is that something you guys are really focused on is like you only need one more
1: to go? Shoot, how many games we got left? Five, five. So we trying to get five wins. Simple as that. We had 12 games, we trying to get 12 wins. Not about the bowl, it's about the wins.
3: Next up, let's hear from wide receiver Nick Westbrook. I got of catch was that for you at the end of the first half when you laid out and made it, basically made it with your fingertips? and your hands Yeah,
4: that was, that was a fun one. I'll definitely remember that one for a while. Did you realize
3: when the ball was, I mean, like I guess kind of take you through, I mean, when you do when you kind of realize you have to lay out and, and you're, you're going to have to die for it to make the catch?
4: Yeah, I mean, kind of how the game was going, I, and I remember in pregame the ball was either just drop really fast, so it was kind of just playing it by ear and then realized it was going a little bit farther than I thought it was. Um, and just you know just laid out because it was the end of the half had to make a score you know get that momentum going into half and you know was able to pull it away you
3: know, peyton has been through a lot kind of in a, this season in particular losing his starting job mm-hmm. just the fact that he's managed to kind of stay focused and come off the bench and lead you a few what, what does that say about him as a player and as a person
4: yeah I mean that's just him as a person uh if you know Peyton, he's just leo he lives it out to the fullest and he cares so much about this team and all the guys out here Uh, And, you know, he stepped up when his name got called, and that's just the type of guy he is. Was there anything said on the
3: sideline from coaches or amongst offensive players when the QB change happened?
4: Not really, just because we know we all have that next man up mentality. You know, it happens in O-line, it's happened, you know, with Coy and, you know, Matt Bedford stepping up. And, you know, when when Hunter went down and, and Harry stepped up at center, uh, so we we just have that mentality throughout the whole offense, and just trust that whoever's going to you know step up is going to be able to make the plays.
3: Is there any adjustment at all that you, as a receiver, have to make? You know, going from a right-handed quarterback, left-handed quarterback, you know, that, and that kind of stuff.
4: No, not really. I mean, it's still the same offense. The ball's still going to the same reads. Um, I don't really notice the spin or anything different like that.
3: You notice this? I'm sorry. You notice as WAP has emerged. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit less coverage, or in terms of opening things up for you and Donovan now that he's
2: become such a.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, there's just, uh, you know, they started doubling him up a little bit last game, or this, you know, against Maryland, just because he's had such, you know, good games, uh, and that's just how our, our receiver corner offense needs to be, just because we're so balanced, anybody can make a play, uh, they can't, not many people have, you know, three cover corners that can, can try to lock down three guys on the field, so there's going to be somebody open almost every play.
3: And finally, some comments from quarterback Peyton Ramsey. You go into the, that Maryland game. Obviously, you've been in a lot of big games uh, before you step in. Is there any kind of, um, you know, adjustment for mindset or is it just like, like, like just picking up where you left off, riding a bike, kind you know, just how does that
0: work?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it took a drive to kind of get settled in um, physically, at least mentally I was locked in. I knew, I knew uh, the game plan, you know, pretty well, as I do every week. But, um, you know, physically it took me a while. I missed that first throw there. But um, after that, um, you know, I felt good. Uh, team was playing well so it was, it was easy to be to be back out there
3: the fact that you guys were able to finish off a game in which you know previously it hasn't always worked out that way just what lessons can you take from this Maryland game now going forward could you guys have that experience of, of, of finishing it off
2: yeah I mean I think I think it just goes to show that you got to execute for four quarters and um, you know there were still some plays and some opportunities that we left out there when you know when the defense had a, had a turnover you know, when we, we only had 15 yards to the end zone and we didn't punch it in, I think that's that's still one thing that we got to learn from. You know, while, while we got the win, there's still definitely some takeaways um, about finishing and executing for four quarters.
3: Does that make sure that some of the younger guys, you know, it, they, they don't get too puffed up about uh, about winning the game on the road, but they know that they can come back and there's there's plenty that, that older guys and the coaching staff can can say, you know, we could really improve in a lot of different areas.
2: Yeah, I think that's why Mondays are important because we just came in and, and we just learned from the film and we, we realized that... You know, even though we got the win there there were, you know, so many good learning learning points and so many different different takeaways that um that are gonna be important down the big ten stretch. So um getting a win on the road is big like you said, but um you know, always learning from, from it is is really important.
3: Have you adjusted mindset wise from, you know, going to a game as a starter to you know being able to come called off the bench and perform the way you perform?
2: Yeah, I I think it's just uh I think that all starts during the week and just uh, you know, planning all week like like you're going to go out and play and knowing the game plan and, and knowing what uh, the defense is going to give you in certain looks. And, um, you know, it, I wouldn't say it was anything that had to do with Saturday. It was everything that I did throughout the week um, that prepared me for that. And, um, you know, that's just a testament to everyone around me.
5: You've had a great mental outlook all year long, and, and you've lived life on both sides, starter coming off the bench. When you do come off the bench, knowing that your team is obviously in need, uh, is there a different <laughs> mental approach for you?
2: You know, I don't, I don't think so um you know all week long i, I try to still be that mm-hmm. same leader that same the, the same guy that's pushing everybody and um you know they look to me during the week um you know to try to get things going look look to get the tempo at practice going and i think um you know that, that it was that same look it, it was just a carryover from practice and just trying to be that 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 same guy in that leadership role that guys look to and um you know i'm, the, I'm that same one on the sideline you know at least i try to be when when uh, Mike or anybody, even receivers, running backs, come to the sideline. I try to be that guy that that they can look to, and um, so so I would say there wasn't a whole 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 change. There. Coach
6: Allen talked about how rare it is in today's college <coughs> football that you have two quarterbacks, capable quarterbacks, on the same team. I mean, why why are you the person who decided? You know, I'm going to be a backup, and I'm not going to. I mean, what goes into that decision?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think it's obviously been hard. Um, it, it hasn't been easy to, to wake up every day and then want to come in and want to watch film and and do all that stuff, but. Um, you know, it, it's a good learning experience, It's you know, it's adversity, um, you know, I, I told myself that I wasn't going to run from it and I, and I knew at the beginning of the year that I didn't know when my number was going to be called, but um, I had a feeling that at some point um, this team was going to need me and, um, you know, it really has to do with the, the people here and the, and the guys in the locker room and, um, you know, so many good relationships that, um, that you know, I wasn't just going to, you know, that I'm not going to just walk away from. So.
3: Again, the Hoosiers have themselves a, a, a challenge in front of them because this is a Nebraska team that's on the ropes a little bit. They're 4-3. and three. There's a lot of, uh, of uh, fans that are, are disappointed in how this season has gone. But this also is a Hoosier football team that sits at 5-2, and two, got a nice win on the road last week, has been competitive in all but one game. I mean, look, again, we come back to the Michigan State game when they were on the road. Indiana had that game tied at 31 with five seconds left, and then you had Michigan State kick a field goal and score a garbage-time touchdown uh, in the last five seconds of the game. So the final score on that one is is not any kind of indication of how that game went. Indiana has been competitive every time out, save for one, and this is going to be an opportunity. And if Indiana is going to prove to people that they are real this year, it's going to winning at Nebraska would go a long way toward doing that and would really open the doors to a lot of things because it's a Northwestern team coming up next week that has really been struggling. Then you have the bye and you're dealing with Michigan and Penn State and Purdue down the stretch. Those are all going to be games that if Indiana beats Nebraska, if they're able to get bowl eligible at this point in the season, it's really going to make a big difference in, in just the confidence level of this ball club going forward. It's going to be interesting to see how this works. Indiana is going to have to find some sort of running game, whether it be the kind of running game that comes from Stevie Scott or Ronnie Walker or Samson James or that extended short passing game that gets Watt failure in space, gets some guys out in space that, that uses a short passing game as an extended running game. And the defense has to be consistent, and that is going to be the key. If defense cannot hang its head as uh, uh, games go on, it has to be able to to string together stops, and it did a great job of making plays late in that Maryland game. But you don't really want to get to that point. This is a Nebraska offense that has been struggling in the Big Ten. Nebraska, I think, has been outscored one thirty to sixty nine. Uh, it's a it's a team that has struggled at times offensively, and Indiana has to be able to get out to a good lead and have that defense really step on their neck if they're going to finish this thing off and move to six and two on the season. Well, that's all the time we have on the Peaks podcast this week. I want to thank you for listening, and I want to remind you to visit peaks.com for the very best in IU football and basketball coverage you're going to find anywhere. Nobody covers who's you're recruiting better than Mike Pegram, Jeff Rabjohns, and Matt Weaver, so come be a part of a thriving and exciting community at peaks.com. Folks, you are not going to be disappointed. Folks, we're out of time, but for now, and for Mike, Jeff, and Matt, I'm Ken Beikhoff saying thanks for listening, everybody.